What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm your man, of course, GB Gerard Bonner. And boy, is there a lot to talk about. Firstly, uh, let's start with the apologies, right? Like, it's just been a very, very hectic couple of weeks. So I apologize. We've not had as much content from a podcast space as we normally would. Rest assured, We've got some cool things coming up this week, so stay tuned, stay connected. We'll keep you connected with that. With that said, thank you for so many of you continuing to support what we do here at The Faction via the socials at The Faction Show, or of course right here via podcast. If you are in the amazing cross-section that both follows and is subscribed, thank you so much. We appreciate you in an incredible, incredible way. If you're not doing both of those, here's how you can. Simply subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us by clicking the subscribe button. And of course, you can always follow us on the socials at The Faction Show. All right, there's a lot to dig into and I want to jump off really quickly, starting back with last week's NXT 2.0 ratings. And there's a reason I want to go here. We've been following the ratings here to ultimately ask the question, has the change to NXT's platform worked? They went from being a space where obviously a lot of independent wrestlers would show up and really hard-hitting, fast-paced pro wrestling, basically, to a more sports entertainment slash developmental type of presentation. Lots of new stars, and when I say new, I mean folks who are either new to the Performance Center or new to the sport in general, along with a few, and I do mean a few varied veterans thrown in here and there. So how are we on week three of NXT 2.0? Week three drew 655,000 viewers. That is down 91,000 viewers from the week before. But here's the interesting part of that. It is actually consistent with the previous NXT's numbers. So obviously this week is going to be a real, real test because there's not been an increase in NXT's ratings since the premiere of NXT 2.0. It has gone down every week. And so after watching whatever happens tonight and looking at the ratings, we'll really be able to dig in to whether or not NXT 2.0 is successful. That's going to be interesting to watch. Very quickly, a look at AEW Dynamite's ratings from this past Monday night. 1.152 million viewers. That's, again, in line with what they normally do. It's down about 120,000 viewers from last week. But last week on the 22nd, of course, was their Dynamite Grand Slam super show which is the equivalent to a pay-per-view right so a big big showing again for dynamite continuing with their consistent ratings they've been over 1 million ever since august the 25th on a consistent basis so pretty exciting stuff for them and i'm excited to see what happens with dynamite this weekend began the wwe draft and It was interesting, to say the least. We'll get into what happened with the draft and more when we return. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. What are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. 
I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content, but that I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here forward a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine, COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. All right, the two-night WWE draft kicked off this past Friday night on SmackDown. And, of course, it's the time where WWE decides to shake things up. Let me just be up front and say from the top... I wasn't impressed by the draft. Now, you remember last week I told you guys I didn't know who needed to go where, but I was actually very comfortable with the rosters being the way that they are. So I would be intrigued to see exactly how this would go. Now, one of the things that they did say from the outset is that NXT would be involved in the draft from the perspective of people actually being selected from NXT to come to Raw or SmackDown. So I want to start with the NXT picks first because we did see a few of them and I am going to bounce between Raw and SmackDown because of course the draft was two nights, Friday night and then last night. So there might be a spoiler or two if you're really interested. First of all, coming from NXT to SmackDown, it includes Hit Row, which is Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, Ashanti, The Adonis, and B-Fab. We also saw coming from NXT, Zia Lee, she's going to SmackDown. Heading to Raw is Ridge Holland. So basically, three picks from NXT, two of them going to SmackDown, one of them going to Raw, and I say two counting Hit Row as a unit. The Zia Lee move doesn't surprise anybody. She's been doing some dark matches at SmackDown, and she's basically been taken off of NXT ever since her title match with Raquel Gonzalez. 
Hit Row may be one of the biggest moves from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. Again, with NXT now being moved to a developmental situation, now I think is the right time for Hit Row to make their way over to SmackDown. With that said, you have varying degrees of experience here. The most experienced, of course, being Isaiah Swerve Scott. With that said, the least experienced being Top Dollar and B-Fab. And B-Fab had a match this past Tuesday, which was hyped very well, which was promoted very well, which they did the right things in terms of promos, but bad execution, if you ask me. It was kind of sloppy. And in my opinion, it's indicative of what developmental looks like, not what we've been accustomed to NXT looking like for the past four to five years. So things are very interesting right now to see her on the SmackDown roster with a really, really strong SmackDown women's division. I'm not sure how that's going to go. But then again, I don't know that she's going to be involved in competition coming straight off the bat. All right. Zia Lee, I think, is a great addition to SmackDown. Ridge Holland on Raw. Ridge Holland doesn't have much of a personality to me, but he's going to be a hard hitter. And what we have certainly seen over the years is Vince McMahon and WWE. They like those hard hitters. So that's why we've got Karrion Cross and a few other folks in that spot. Most of this draft, however, told us things that we already knew. They went on and told us and cemented people staying on Raw and staying on SmackDown. Some of the biggest moves included Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch heading over to Monday Night Raw, Charlotte Flair heading to SmackDown. It's always interesting when you have champions move to different brands. If they do what they did last year, they may have a backstage segment where last year the Street Profits and the New Day swapped tag team titles since they were swapping brands. Will the same type of thing happen here with Charlotte and Becky? I don't know. Uh, Speaking of champions, you still have Isaiah Swerve Scott as the NXT North American champion, one who is yet to defend his title and I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago but it is it is a thing I don't know why there's not been a title defense but something needs to be done about that he's been champion since June that's well over 30 days so I don't know obviously that means he'll have to drop the belt or give the belt up does the North American championship even mean anything in this new version of NXT we've got the cruiserweight champion we've got tag champions is there a need for the North American belt I don't know so much has changed with NXT by and large this draft was underwhelming I'm not moved a whole lot by some of the moves other than of course Becky and Bianca heading to Raw other moves that I think could be relatively significant. Shayna Baszler heading to SmackDown. Also, several tag teams broken up. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Tamina and Natalia are officially broken up as they'll be heading to different brands. Also, this is interesting too. Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, who I thought were a great tag team, are now broken up as Tegan Knox is headed to Raw. Shotzi Blackheart is staying on SmackDown. And then this whole trio that was involved with Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, Shanky, Veer. Jinder Mahal and Shanky are staying on SmackDown. Veer is headed to Raw. Really interesting stuff, sort of, kind of. Also, Mia Yim has been drafted to Raw. That was done very silently. In fact, that was done on Raw Talk. Mia Yim, 
formerly part of a group that, quite frankly, whose names I can't remember and you probably don't even remember either. Uh, but she was under a mask, had a different name. So Mia Yim gets to be on Raw. They've broken up T-Bar and Mace, for those who care, as Mace is on SmackDown and T-Bar is on Raw. Zelina Vega has moved to Raw. Aaliyah has been drafted to SmackDown, and that's coming from NXT. Ah, guys, some of these moves don't really matter, right? You've got the Alpha Academy moving to Raw. That could be interesting. Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz move to Raw. I eh, I don't know. So with all of that said, I think this was a lackluster draft from WWE. It's kind of ridiculous. I almost feel like it was done via ceremony. And the other piece of this that doesn't make sense is that these rosters don't go into effect until the night after Crown Jewel. So if you ask me, why not do the draft the night after Crown Jewel? I think this is one of those cases where this is the time it's historically been done, so we'll do it, versus this is the time that actually makes sense. I don't know if in the next three weeks, you know, there'll be an opportunity to switch some people back. I don't know. We'll see how all of this works. I do think, though, that one of the reasons that they had to do this was to really even out the star power because it was becoming very clear that all the major stars were going to be on SmackDown. So whether it's Big E coming over to Raw, Bianca and Becky coming over to Raw, some real star power now has shown up on Monday Night Raw. I think that's a good thing from a balance perspective. And again, we got to see Bianca Belair in the main event last night, which let me just go ahead and say this right now. Bianca's a star. You knew that already. You knew the rocket ship was being put on her, but she's proving that she can handle it. She's proving that she's not getting too much too soon. Being able to be in the ring against Becky, against Sasha, and against Charlotte. And by the way, she's battled all three of them within a two-week span. Let's consider that. So this is a major, major thing. Last Sunday, battling Becky. This past Friday, battling Sasha. Last night, battling Charlotte. She's basically battled three of the four horsewomen in a period of eight days. That is Bianca Belair. That is incredible. She's had a great showing in all of these matches. And it seems to me that she'll be the Raw Women's Champion sooner rather than later, depending upon what happens with Becky, Charlotte, etc., etc., etc. Street Profits are on Raw, and I'll say this too. It is very apparent that WWE is working very hard to keep couples on the same brand. I'm not necessarily mad at that. Make their lives easier, allow their home life to really be well so that their work life can be well. So now you have Seth and Becky on the same brand. You have Bianca and Montez on the same brand. I'm not mad at this move at all. Protect home and a happy home makes for happy work as well. So with that said, I do want to briefly talk about, in case you missed it, some cool things going on in Southern Honor Wrestling. Last Thursday, we dropped the documentary titled Hold Your Fork, a look at three years of SHW. It's been getting rave reviews. So if you missed it, you can head over to Facebook.com slash Southern Honor Wrestling and check it out. Or you can check it out on YouTube as well. And what I'll do is I'll drop the link to that on our Facebook page and on our Twitter page as well. 
so you can access that. It's a fantastic documentary. Yours truly is a part of the documentary. So, you know, make sure you're looking and listening and paying attention to, to my part and other parts in there as well. It's an incredible story. And for those of you who have already watched and responded and commented, thank you so much. It means the world. That is leading us into this Friday night, the three-year anniversary show of Southern Honor Wrestling. It's going to be huge. SHW still here three with the main event of an incredible War Chamber match. That match is for the SHW Championship. Six men, two rings, a giant cage. The winner comes out of there as the SHW Champion. It should be incredible. And so with that said, I have to also shout out David Ali. You guys know I'm not necessarily one of his biggest fans, but he's made history over the weekend, becoming the first man to win the Southern Honor and Southern Fried Championships and hold them at the same time. Many are calling him the new belt collector, and I understand why. He holds four significant titles in independent wrestling all at the same time. He's definitely somebody that's going to be in the conversation for wrestler of the year here in the state of Georgia. If you're unfamiliar with David Ali, head over to IWTV. Check out what we're doing at Southern Honor Wrestling. You'll get to see what David Ali is all about. He is a name that if you haven't heard of him before, you'll be hearing a lot more of. All right, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day. I'd love to get your thoughts on the WWE draft. Did it matter to you? Are you not paying attention? Is it pointless? You tell us at the Faction Show. We'll also keep you updated on all sorts of news and other really cool things that are going on. So stay connected to us here at the Faction. Oh, one other thing. Talking about love, congratulations to Tony Storm. She has gotten engaged. Her soon-to-be husband is the one and only Juice Robinson from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was known as CJ Parker in the WWE. Juice has been doing some incredible things. I didn't even know they were a couple. So shout out to Juice and Tony who are preparing to get married. With that said, we will see you guys next time. Representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is GB Gerard Bonner, and this Hi. is The Faction. Hi. Hi. How are you? How are you? Okay. Shut up.